Welcome to Texas Hockey Talk, brought to you by Dallas Stars hockey fans. It's the Jason Robertson episode. Hello again, everybody. It's episode two of Texas Hockey Talk. It's Bubbles along with Bunsy taking you through the world of Dallas Stars hockey. And my goodness, what a world it is to be in. We'll jump straight into it, folks. Jason Robertson, seven goals in the past three games that the Stars played this week. Absolutely sensational. Um, that's our hot topic tonight. Uh, it's just me and Bunzi going at it this week. Uh, T couldn't make it, unfortunately, but we'll hopefully have him back for next week's episode. In the meantime, it's a beautiful Sunday night. Uh, we're coming off another Stars win. That's the third straight this week, uh, fourth overall. And Bunzi, I mean, it was a week to remember if you're a Stars fan. Uh, not only a week to remember, but just a major moment for us to all realize <laughs> that we're truly in the presence of greatness with a player who is averaging point per game in his first NHL, first 100 NHL games, is out of this world. Jason Robertson. He may also be the most undermarketed player in the NHL, and his personality may be a bit shy, but nothing about his game is at all. The kid loves to be out on the ice. I mean, he and um, uh, Foligno for uh, the Wild today were having a little bit of a rivalry going on. And um, Foligno actually backhanded him after uh, Robertson scored his empty net goal this afternoon. And, um, I would too. <laughs> I'd be pissed too. Yeah, yeah. Robertson just kept smiling, skated <laughs> on past him. It was quite, uh, quite a scene as this young kid is now becoming a star, both uh, literally and figuratively, in front of our eyes. He... Uh, yeah, is doing things that yeah, we he's haven't not seen. Just scoring lucky goals, and even when they are lucky, it's because he's putting himself in the best position, and he is shooting. He has 18 shots in the past three games, which is Jeez. amazing. He has more shots than Ben and Sagan combined uh, in the past three games. Yeah, he's 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 the here and now. He's I producing mean. offense, scoring six goals. But he's getting also 18. He's averaging just shy of 19 minutes a game. <laughs> so they want this kid out as much as possible. But it also follows with having Hints and Pavs still producing at a decent rate with three assists uh, for Hints and uh, four points for Pavs scoring one goal, um, which they're playing great. But I just think this this is just a major opportunity for us to start rallying around a guy who's absolutely putting the team on his back in so many different ways. Just amazing. I mean, when, I, I don't know what the stat is on when the last Dallas Star, or if it's ever happened, to have two games in a row with hat tricks. I mean, against division foes who are right neck and neck with you in the standings. Um, a week ago, we were looking at this. We were, I believe, in the eighth seed right behind Nashville. And now seven days later, we have tied Minnesota for the third seed. Dude, I, I got a back-to-back hat trick when I was playing, like, rookie mode, NHL 2020. Okay, my sure. Player, Easy. 99 overall. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's when I was going back-to-back hat tricks. Uh, or when I played, uh, you know, as a hockey guy, I go show up to open hockey, and there would be a bunch of 13-year-olds. You know, I'm maybe 18, maybe trying a little too hard. Yeah, back-to-back yeah. hat tricks. But a guy who's freaking – how old is he? How old uh, is Jason Robertson? Yeah, he's – He's freaking 22 years old. He's younger than both of us. Boy, that's scary. And he's making all these grown-ass men look like little baby boys. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because he's not only just scoring 
these shots from the outside are lucky bounces. He's dangling people. He's pushing people down in front of the net. He's grinding the corners. He's playing long shifts. His overtime goal where he scored midair diving, uh, like, uh, how long was he on the ice? For oh, a minute and a half, yeah, the Winnipeg overtime game, yeah. Kid's got stamina. He's like a horse. So, well, let's look at that. I mean, we had three games this week. Let's look at them order real quick just to summarize if, if anybody listening missed them. Uh, back on Wednesday, LA Kings came to town. Uh, for everybody that knows, uh, it was Mexican Heritage Night or whatever they called it. Um, kind of a cool little uh, midweek event. So I think a lot of the people there had some cool uh, in-arena in entertainment to go with a really fantastic game. Uh, Robertson helped the Stars come back after being down 3-1. Uh, the Stars scored three goals late in the second and uh, went from down 3-1 to up 4-3. Uh, Robertson scored one of those three goals to help him get back up in the lead. And um, shout-out to Radulov, too, for getting the game winner there in his 500th NHL game. Uh, they fly up to Winnipeg on Friday night. Back and forth division affair. They go down 3-2 uh, late in the third. And sure enough, Gurionov ties it late. And Robertson, after already scoring two that game, Somehow, on a 90-second shift in overtime, throughout three overtime, he uh, muscles his way down the ice. Uh, <laughs> it's just like a, a galloping uh, Mustang or something. Just kind of a glorious thing to watch. For <laughs> It was a miracle. He'd been out there so long, and he looked so tired. But instead of just dumping the puck in when he got it, he decided to go full speed and ends up getting a hat trick. Robo very well may be a robot. I don't know what's going on here. I mean, that game, he also had seven shots in goal. He Jeez. is trying to score, and he's producing offense. He's I'm confident. I mean, I'm blown away. He, he walked. Who was it? Drew Doughty on that, in the Kings game, and the goal he had, he just skates around him and eventually waits long enough for the goalie to get Back out of place. edge work. Oh, man. He has a quick, quick release, and he has a great mind for the game to get in the right spots when he doesn't have the puck, which separates – Good players from great players is where you skate to when you don't have the puck. Yeah, and and, and to on that point too, um, and quickly to wrap up the week, then they come to Minnesota um, for a game on on Sunday afternoon. End up beating them six to three. Robertson with the empty netter gets another hat trick. So back to back games against division foes on the rose. Three goals for the kid. Um, yeah, he's just a stud. But you'll see some young players have stints like this where they just catch fire and they're unbelievable and you're like man they're the next thing and then they fade away and maybe they're not even on the same team the next year because they faded so far but we were watching the replays here Bunzi, before we uh recorded this and we i think both agreed that the way he's playing the way he's scoring these goals is not just good passing he's making plays and he's setting things up and um jumping back to the Winnipeg game we saw the one goal he didn't score the four team scored he had the main assist, pushing down a defenseman in front so Gurionov could snipe from the point and end up tying the game late so they go to overtime. He's doing it all. <laughs> yeah, he's, he gets his nose dirty. He's not just this guy who's trying to uh, be pretty with the puck and avoid contact. He does whatever he can to help the team be successful, and that is a really exciting thing to see. And I don't think we really talked about him just enough in the last podcast to explain just how good he's doing and uh this is just another example of it this this 
past three games, and we're lucky to see it. But let's not just talk about him. It's great to have a big uh, intro talking about him. But let's not forget to mention that we did have a lot of high quality depth scoring that got the games going for us that allowed us to keep these games close going late into the third period and close them out. That was your hot topic last week, Benzie. was looking for some of these guys further down the depth chart to help out Pavelski and Sens. Some players we team. put on the hot seat, too, like Rads. Rads got a big goal, right? Yeah, his third of the year. But uh, turned out the game winner on Wednesday. Gurianov? Yeah. Gurry tied the game late in Winnipeg on Friday. Glenn Denning? Yeah, Glenn Denning against L.A. on Wednesday. And then the best one of all, who scored in Minnesota today? Riley Tufty. Tell, tell us about the story with that. His ninth NHL game, so Tufty... Uh, drafted first round pick, if you guys remember a few years ago. Uh, I think it was 2018, um, 2017 or 2018. Spent a few years in the minor leagues, as any good young prospect does. Uh, I think it's called up. I believe played a few games with us. Wasn't really anything too special. Um, so coaches kept him down at the junior level at the bottom of the Stars depth chart. Really just bounced around for a while. Um, gets, you know, a game or two this season. And, um, he was actually on the roster when they headed up to Minnesota back in December. Now, Tufty was born and raised in Minnesota. He's a, he's a hockey kid up there. And his whole family and friend base was super excited that the Stars were coming up there. And the day before the game, Rupe Hintz actually tested positive for COVID. So Tufty gets the nod to fill in for Rupe. Now, this is massive. It's his first NHL game up in the state where he grew up, the team he grew up watching. Um, Tufty is calling all of his friends and family, gets as many allotted tickets as he can. There's like 20, 30 people there, if I remember right, that were going to watch him in his first game. Tufty gets to warm-ups that day, and turns out Rupe's positive test for COVID was a false positive. So he gets scratched out at warm-ups to put Rupe back in. Now, I remember there was a big controversy with the Stars fans online, just going, really? You're going to dish your young prospect like that? Yeah, he hasn't played very well, but... Man, that's a morale killer, right? Your whole family and friend base is there to see you. Um, no, not only a morale killer, but it could totally golly. just change the way you look at the rest of the season, maybe well, hockey in general. And the team itself was very not doing great at that time of the season. So that just kind of added on to Rick Bonus being questioned as coach and what kind of leadership does that show doing a young guy like that. And the Stars, I believe, got trashed that game. It was not a good game. Um if I'm wrong on that, I totally apologize, just looking back, thinking in my memory box here. Uh, but fast forward two months, so Tufty is again on the roster, and this time he's able to fill in for Ricky Jacob Peterson. Um, coach just said PD needed to rest, so Tufty was able to fill in, and the kid actually goes up there and scores his first NHL goal. Um, just a <laughs> remarkable story. A few months in the making, uh, his family was there. I believe they had a suite today, um, so a great view to watch that, but... Super excited for the kid. Bunsy, as you noticed, um, he's big. And if he gets Ball the kid. confidence he needs, yeah, he could really be a, a useful tool on the team. Hey, you just need to believe that you can score a goal in the NHL, see the puck go in off your stick, and maybe the rest can get going. Maybe that's you just need to pull the lawnmower string a little bit harder, and now we're going to get going. We're going to get going, get him some goals. Um, but that's huge to do it at home. What a story. What a story. It's called perseverance, not giving up, and knowing that uh, that exact same opportunity you thought you were going to have originally may just come around again, and you may just seize it in such a special way. 
Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, and then that game was back in November too. I kept saying December. It's November, and yeah, they lost seven to two that game. So maybe a bit of karma. Um, yeah, he's probably sitting there back at home. He's like, "What the? F- what? Why? Why could I think I could have helped? I mean, I don't know if I, you know seven two. I come <laughs> on, I, I could have played or tried to help. I don't know if the game would have been any different, but." That is just, yeah, it's something somehow you overcome, and hockey players are known just to be, you know, next game, next game. Let's forget about this If I filled in for a player, or even you filled in for a player, the score is just as likely for it to be 7-2, or maybe better. Maybe. Yeah, so it's kind of hurtful. (laughs) Just just a wild few months for for this kid, but, man, are are we so proud of him. I I was born in 1998, so seeing Tufty was also a 98 baby score kind of makes me feel cool like oh that's that's one of my guys okay. it's a you're 98 that, year you're not that young anymore <laughs> calm down dude no of course but it, it's cool i feel like we're we're connected that way 20 yeah 6 6 220 kid's gonna be a tank now he's gonna get a little more confidence and six, then six. you know i my first thing that went to my mind is if this if this team's gonna stay hot and we're gonna push into the playoffs this is the type of kid you want coming into your roster People don't have much film on him. He's getting his confidence going into the best time of the year. Yeah. And he's going to be throwing the body. And he's young. And he's capable of handling all that. So I'm excited to see how he can help contribute down the line. Um, But when you look at the fourth line, Glendening contributing, Fox is fighting, fighting in the past few games, being more physical, helping during the most important times of the game close it out. Then you have Raffle, who scored not too many games ago. What do you have, two goals? Um, yeah, wasn't that the Buffalo game? I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was during that previous week, though. But he's been looking good. So these guys, that's huge help because I, I don't know if Robertson's going to be able to keep up this I don't know. We're not even going to compare him to anybody because he's so, so much himself and so unique. I was going to say like a Connor McDavid pace, but he's almost doing just as good as he did in this first 100 games. He's the Filipino Flash. Like he oh. is out there and creates a spark for this team. So you Filipino Flash is what you're going with. I was thinking Filipino Gino. You guys put your comments in the comments section. You tell us which one you like better. Trademark. <laughs> okay, you calm down over there. I'll make a t-shirt before you do, mister. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, heart back on another player, too, Bunzi, um, Braden Holpe. He has not played much in the past month. It's been the Otter Show. Uh, the Stars have their true number one goalie now. After Ben Bishop, it is um, Ottinger. But uh, we got to f- remember, we still have a really incredible backup, Braden Holpe, Stanley Cup champion. Um, had his troubles finding the team after Washington let him go finally a couple years ago. But, um, yeah, he's really found his footing here in Dallas. Uh, Jeff Reese, the goalie coach here, um, has been here a number of years now, seems to get the most out of whoever comes through here. Just takes some time and some patience. But, man, he, he, he's been doing some great work, whether it was with Hudobin, Bishop, um, Otter, and, and now looks like Holtby too. Um, so he came out of um, like a seven- or eight-game um, absence with Otter just taking over the reins. Um, I hope he got it to start over in Winnipeg on Friday. Took over 40 shots. 
and held the team in there when they were really struggling to get their gas going on a tough road game up in Winnipeg. And he held out long enough, especially in the third period, so his team could at least stay in it and force it late to overtime. And then once it got to overtime, it was crazy. And Holt B was looking good then. I mean, yeah. it's good to have a backup goalie as far as confidence goals goes because it's a goal, one goalie shouldn't have to bear the entire weight of a season. It is uh, too hard for 82 games plus playoffs. And to know that we have a good young goalie and a good veteran goalie is a great combo. Um, and it's usually the identity that makes up a lot of great teams that do well in the NHL. So we should be excited about the goaltending situation, especially with Holtby coming back, getting another game in, playing pretty well. And um, I don't know. We can just keep building up off of goal, good goaltending and going outwards with good defense when we have um, Ryan Suter and Miro Heiskanen averaging over 22 minutes a game. Like, Sheesh. they're getting crazy ice time. And they're doing well. you got a young stud and an unproven veteran all-star with Ryan Suter. And you look at these guys. Suter had five points this week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He had one, one goal and four assists. Two, two in Winnipeg, one today, and then a goal against uh, uh, L.A. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I always think... I thought that they paid uh, the money for that. That's what they paid him the money for was to produce on offense. Um, when you're an offensive defenseman at his age, that's, that's what you're getting paid to do is produce. Um, but he is strong on the back end. He moves guys around. He's nobody to mess around with. You know, the Stars are still playing their defensive brand of hockey. Yeah, and, I, and we talked about the setting last week, just the identity of this team that we have to accept is it's defense first with a, hopefully a hot goalie, and then Pavelski and Sons plus whoever else random can pop up. Um, and that's kind of what it's been, right? Luckily, Pavelski and Sons, that line has been so hot, plus a couple depth scoring guys, Glendinning and um, um, Suter, just random guys chipping in, and the Stars are able to blow some teams out. But hey, I mean... Then, then when you get excited about the fact that our top line's doing so well and now we got our fourth line contributing, just wait until the second and third line come around and start producing a little bit more. There's two guys um, used to be like elite superstars. Uh, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan. Is that ring a bell? Uh, yeah. They're there. I don't know. They're there. I mean, they're not our superstars, but you know what? Salary no. aside. Ben had four points in the past three games. What do you want him to do? Sagan had two points in the past three games. But it's quiet, though, right? Ben had an yeah. empty net. We had day. a few home games. He's probably partying at SMU sorority somewhere. Yeah. He's tired. So. <laughs> but eight shots for Ben, Jeez. three games. I mean... If you want to score, you got to be averaging the type of shots Robertson's shooting. I mean, and that's how you're going to get get more opportunities to score. And um, uh, Well, I really made that comment because, I mean, all the ho- highlights this week and news topics are going to be Rupe uh, and Robo and Pavelski, that line, and then maybe some Suter and some goaltending mixed in. But, yeah, Ben and Sagan are they're contributing. And if they can be consistent with this, this team really – could yeah. go on a hot stretch. I mean, it's not even a dig at them because they're doing exactly what we need when we have a top line doing so well. Is um, they're not the headline, they, they play but tough they're hockey. 
Sagan doesn't give up on the play. Yeah. Ben is one of the most fierce power forwards in the NHL, so we should be excited that we have this depth on offense that's starting to shine a little bit more than we, just, we realized. We just knock on wood. Jamie Ben stays healthy. I mean, that's his biggest thing. If he's going to be a physical player, his body has to hold up. And, you know, as fans, we, we hope the best for him. Well, just let's not worry about it and just hope that... <laughs> <laughs> that's no that's no way to live yeah yeah that's no way to live everybody's got pain yeah well, um, we, we salute him playing through any issues he's having is he's he's been playing great so yeah. shout out to jamie keep it going um well bunsy kind of move along here we got trade deadline coming up in a couple weeks now before we have said the next 10 games about five games ago now so we're about halfway through this big stretch is kind of franchise defining because you have Klingberg and Pavelski contracts expiring. And the coach bonus is kind of in a weird spot because, as you mentioned last week on the pod, um, that would be kind of a good time to make a bunch of changes if you lose a good part of your roster in the offseason. So they've chosen to be winning. Uh, I think they're 4-1 their last five. Start the stretch off winning. So at this point, you really don't even look at trades. I think you look to go all in. Maybe you add somebody. Maybe you... Take on a first-round pick and see if you can get there's, somebody yeah, else. Yeah, there's two ways to look at it. And I'm, I'm, based on what I've seen from the Dallas Stars, I think they prioritize business a lot too. So, as far as their future and what what it comes down to with money, I would still not be surprised if we end up trading in some sort of way that is mutually beneficial, not only for our team but another team. Uh, so that we can help help our team for the future, but also give another team somebody like John Klingberg maybe, who's only had two points in the past one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, and people still think he's good, but if he's only doing that, then I don't know. Maybe we can get something pretty big for him while the cost of him is low. Because if we have to keep him, he's going to be demanding NHL top 10 NHL salary. Right? And the Stars can't afford that. Can't afford it. If they want to have depth and continue to be a top 10 NHL team, they're going to have to give up something to receive something younger. And yeah, and, and less cost. Examples of that would be Chicago Blackhawks, who had to pay their star players, their star core players, big, mega, top five player money for them to stay in Chicago and win those cups a decade ago almost now. Um, but at the end of the day, once those contracts hit, they couldn't pay any better back end players. So now it's just their top guys who take up their calorie space, uh, their salary space, and then they've just got a bunch of young guys that they hope turn into something before they have to pay them because they just can't afford it. So the well, stars have to be careful where you're paying too many guys big money and then you run out for everybody else to, to field a proper team. Yeah, because you would wish the salary cap wasn't capped and yeah. you'd wish it would only get bigger so that you could pay other people more money. Uh, and it doesn't look good on a team when uh, some of the highest paid players are not even in your uh, top five of contributing mm-hmm. when it comes to points. And it, I mean, Sagan's doing good. Yeah. Ben's doing... I mean, they're in the top 10, but... 
it's just hard to think about a future where we can keep Klingberg and knowing we still have those contracts. Because I don't know if we'll be able to ever. You want to know a player we haven't even noticed is on his contract year? Oh, Radulov. I mean, we talked about it last podcast, and I don't want to beat a dead horse. When you're producing at that low of a rate, maybe some other team will take a pl- uh, take a flyer on him uh, for the playoffs because this guy is a competitor, and I do enjoy him as a Dallas star. But I don't know if we'll be able to keep him. Maybe he's in- I don't know if he's really increased his contract value or how much he- money he's expecting to get. But he's been a great player for us in, in the in the time he's been here. Just not so much this year, and it seems like he's falling yeah. off, or maybe he's not on a line that's helping him meet his, reach his potential. Yeah, I mean, he's in his, he's in his mid-30s. He's uh, 35 as of right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's serving a great purpose here. He had a great, um, I think, tenure here, but is he worth much in a trade? Probably not. Uh, looks like he's got a no no trade clause or no move clause here, so I don't know if the Stars could even move him if they wanted to. Um, but looking at, so, so some of you guys may be asking, okay, so if we lose Pavelski and Klingberg, why? You know, why are we just losing those guys? The issue is the contract's also expiring this year um, are young guys, Gurionov and Robertson, uh, as well as Riley Tufty, and um, that's going to be your main, wait, your main wait group here. Yeah. So we're going to have to sign Robertson to what? What did my, you know he can ask for a lot of money. After this year, sure. I think it's a, it's a situation where you have a gap year, or the, uh, the bridge deal, right? Where these teams will pay like a pretty decent amount for two years. Just tell this kid, hey, prove it. If you give us nope. this good of... Nope. Product, nope. He doesn't have to do that. What? Proving. He's done it back-to-back years. He has... He's in the top ten of most points produced... And his first 100 games. For any active player. In the NHL. So, yeah. and did you see all the names on that list? <laughs> what is it? Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin. Caprizov um, from Minnesota. Uh, it doesn't really get the count. That guy, yeah, he's not a real rookie, by the way. Kaprizov, he's, that's a fake rookie. <laughs> um, yeah, Evgeny Malkin. Then you got McDavid, Stastny, Barzell, Barzell uh, Pedersen, and Kane. <laughs> and Jacob Robertson. <laughs> Jason Robertson. Um, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, point per game player in his first 100 games. Like, geez. Yeah, I mean, it seems like in so many of these situations where they have a really good young guy teams are able to figure out these bridge deals. But, yeah, maybe if, if Robertson is really um, antsy, he um, yeah, goes for the big deal. I mean, hey, we were able to pay Klingberg a really decent price for a long-term deal just for the stability of it. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, this could go a number of ways. It'll be interesting how aggressive Robertson's camp wants to be in chasing the money or if he loves Dallas a lot, wants to be here. Um, I remember during draft day, he, I believe, grew up in L.A. and is a big Cowboys fan. So I think he likes Dallas. I think he would, wouldn't just chase the money to leave here. I mean, we'll see about it. Let's not even worry about that. And it's great we talked about the trade deadline, but our teams, we're really hot right now. Really hot. And the jumps we've made in the past few games, it's hard to even think about shaking up the core of this team. 
Um, although I wouldn't hate a trade based off of all the reasons we just said. So the real question is, where do we go from here? And uh, I think the only, only time will tell. And we're going to have to talk about it one last time uh, before the deadline comes up. And we'll talk about all the rumors that have come out and uh, the storylines based around some of these trades. Well, speaking of rumors, right? Klingberg rumors were pretty hot like a month, two months ago. But those have gone away. <laughs> yeah, put the rest big time. So, um, Winning cures all, Bunzi. Yeah, everybody was worried about everything. Now we've kind of created a three-point gap between Edmonton us and us. And we're in a position to kind of start climbing if we can start, you know, finishing these games before uh, overtime getting full points, not letting these teams in similar positions as us, like Wild or Blues, um, stay close to us in some of these close games. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota can keep falling. Screw them. <laughs> go to the bottom. Go to the bottom of the barrel. Can't stand the Wild. Uh, their fans are annoying ever since we took their team or Norm Green Two gracious, eight graciously, in the last 10. graciously moved their team. Thank you, Norm Green, uh, here to Dallas. And So, yeah, if Minnesota falls apart, that would be great as a Stars fan to see that. I, I would really want nothing more. That would be awesome. Um, so a great start to this upcoming week. But uh, looking ahead, we've got another road game at Nashville, uh, which was our last loss a week and a half ago, a 2-1 defeat to them. Um, so Nashville and us are right there in those wild card spots. Um, but as Minnesota falls, Dallas or Nashville has to fill that spot in the top three uh, spaces for uh, div- divisional playoff security. So What's the deadline? Trade deadline is the 21st. Okay, let's talk about the next three games then, buddy. Yeah, I mean, Nashville this week, this Tuesday, uh, 7 p.m. start up there. Then at home against one of the best teams in the East, New York Rangers. If you don't have your tickets for that yet, folks. Cam York. Get it. Cam York's a beast. Get it. That's going to be amazing. Uh, Then the week after that, Tuesday night game against Toronto. Then at Montreal at the Islanders. So the next five games. Uh, four on the road, and then one really I big opponent. Cam at York. Home. I meant Adam Fox. Adam Fox, yeah. Who Nor- the Fox? Oh. Norris Trophy winner. Yeah. On the Rangers. Jeez, we're going to need to edit that out. I don't even know the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. But, um, yeah, Nashville's going to be tough. It's tough up there. We Stars really have a trouble uh, winning consistently up there. So it's going to be tight. It's going to be low scoring. You can bet that. Um, just hope for the best there. You hope that they can find consistency. That game worries me. Um, three days off before they play the Rangers um, and Adam Fox and all those guys. That's going to be just an awesome matchup. Um, They're 7-2-1 on a three-game winning streak. It's going to be a really tough test. Rangers are good. They have so many young guys because they've had high draft picks from some terrible years lately, and they've developed all of them. New goalie, new forwards, new defensemen. It's quite the rebound for that franchise, so kind of cool to see one of, New York, one of New York's teams be that good. Yeah, Shesterkin, their goalie. Um, I mean, kind of a light week. Big three-day gap between games Tuesday and Saturday, but... It's hard to even guess what's going to happen. Those are two pretty good teams, and I think the Stars are going to have to fight really hard to win both. Um, my prediction, they would go 1-1. One one. I don't know which of the one is 
the win, which one's the loss, but I feel like they'll split them somehow. And then after that, getting closer to the trade deadline, they're up in Canada, and Toronto's going to be tough, but then Montreal and the Islanders, who are back in America, aren't going to be much easier either, even though they're pretty bad teams. Still, they have nothing to lose at home, so you can't trust that those are going to be easy wins either. Um, predictions, though, I mean... Just be consistent. You hope for the best as, as the fans that we do. Um, these teams all have their own strengths. Nashville more on the defensive side and being scrappy. The Rangers are just kind of a good all-over team, very balanced. Um, hey, I don't know what type of Dallas Stars team we're going to get in any of these games, and it depends yeah. on who we're playing. We know. can score now. Yeah. Like, we have elite goal scorers on our team. Mm-hmm. We're playing like it. Mm-hmm. And we have good defense. So let's just have fun and uh, see what happens in the next two games, and we'll meet next Sunday to discuss what's coming up for the rest of the season before the trade deadline. Yeah. But Preds and Rangers are up on the upcoming week. and uh, Big games. Back. Big games are right there. We're tied with Minnesota now for, a play, or for the third seed in the division. Just crazy to think about just a month ago how far the Stars were from that, and yet – we're seeing a team fall apart in front of us, and the Stars are taking full advantage. Win the day was just absolutely massive, um, and having Robertson be just the lifeblood of this team now is uplifting, I'm sure, to everybody, old and young. Um, so as fans, it's pretty cool just to sit here and watch and scream in our apartments and probably have the neighbors complain on us, but you know what? That's just part of being a Stars fan. Got to yeah. be heard. Yeah. Wear green, be loud, go Stars. That's what it's all about. That's Texas hockey. Lord knows I live bet the stars when they went to overtime and I won some 50 bucks or something. I was celebrating, rolling around in my uh, floor. Yeah, yeah, I know T's not here, but he's kind of our, our betting expert. Uh, he would tell you that if you're going to choose anything, watch these stars games. And if it's looking like it's going to overtime, put all your houses and cars on the stars to win in overtime because. They're good at it. They have double-digit wins this year in overtime. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> We're not professional gambler advisors, so please take our content as you will. Like I said, we have never gained a profit. All the money we win goes back <laughs> into gambling to try and win back the money we already yeah. lost. It is a gambling problem. It's a reinvestment. Oh. <laughs> well, um, problem. Thanks for listening to our podcast, everybody. Yeah, guys, that really wraps up episode two. What an amazing week for the Stars. Um, super great as fans to be able to watch that here. Weather's getting warmer in Dallas, um, so we're wearing shorts watching these games now. It's kind of fun. And um, looking forward to this next yeah, week. what's the forecast in Dallas for the next rest of the week? Your set is getting warmer. It was pretty warm yesterday. 52, 52, 61, 72, 52, 52, 70. Oh. Where's my sunny year 75? Okay. Well, We're getting closer. Winter's still kind of here. Getting yeah, closer. Kind of here. But, yeah, it'll warm up. The stars are hot. That's really all that matters. I'm going to Orlando this week, so. You'll find a beach. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Mickey Mouse. I'll go wish upon a star <laughs> that we win the freaking cup this year. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Okay. Thanks for listening. Alright guys, that wraps up this episode of Texas Hockey Talk. Like, subscribe wherever you find us. Presented by Dallas Stars Hockey Fans on Facebook. Appreciate all the listening and
For now, until forevermore, go Stars. Coming to you soon, Texas Hockey Talk on Spotify.